Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, we are six months into the year. It is hard to imagine that 2022 started and is already halfway over. I can't, I can't believe it. I Time, slow down. I know. It's so wild. I'm excited for summer. I just, it's a little bit surprising. I know. I feel like I need to stop, take it all in. All the flowers are blooming, and I love this time of year. So it's like I need to take some more PTO and sit back Mm -hmm. and enjoy. I agree. Jill, who are we throwing this one out to today? This episode is being dedicated to all of our friends that live far away. So today is my friend Bev's birthday. She's in Florida. Mm -hmm. I wrote her, you know, birthday message and... And, you know, all truthfulness, she's never far from my thoughts and always in my heart. Mm. And when I think about how long we've known each other, it's been 32 years. That's phenomenal. But it, it seems like maybe five. Right. That's yeah. great. So all of the, our friends that are far away know that we may not communicate every day, but always in our hearts. I love it. I love it. Well, and who knows, maybe some of that PTO you'll get in a vacation and you'll I will. Go gonna, I'm going to okay. head south, Bev. Look out. That's right. Look out. Well, Jill, we had a great opportunity to spend some time last week on a call with a longtime listener, like listener from day one. Dedication. Dedicated listener. First time emailer. Love this. She wrote to us and she said in her letter, I'm just going to read it because she really does a great job explaining the situation and then asks the question at the end that she wants us to weigh in on. We're going to weigh in on this specific information and then the topic in general. Sounds good. Awesome. So here's what she says. In Dear Doula number eight, Casey stated that friends in the workplace are a bonus. I have always found at least one friend in all my workplaces. However, I've broken my streak. Currently, I'm a doctoral student. I'm very focused on what I want to research and study because I have a significant other keeping me on track. Most of my professors have really noticed me, but other doctoral students in my department have said I am intimidating to work with. I am driven to answer a very applied question and I have the intention to become a professor in the end. I have a good support network, but I have realized I have only made friends with master students. I think this is the first time I have had this experience. Is it me or the environment? Yeah, that first time experience that she references Mm -hmm. has taken her by surprise. I agree. And And how fortunate that it's a first-time experience for her. That's right. Right. At this stage in Mm -hmm. life, the Mm -hmm. first time it's happening. Right. And that always takes us, no matter what it is, the first time something happens to us, it makes us take a step back Mm -hmm. and say, is it me? Right. But clearly, it's not. That's right. We did, like I mentioned, we had a great opportunity last week to spend several hours on a Zoom, getting to know, you know her, 
I got to know her a little bit better. We have corresponded numerous times over the past year and a half. Again, she has been a dedicated listener. She has referred our podcast to many, many people, which we greatly appreciate. And she has always offered us very great advice, you know, just uh, advice, good feedback on, hey, we, hey, hey, we think you should try this on your podcast. Would you answer that on your podcast? And so we just, I think really when we're looking at this and trying to figure out the answer to her question, is it me or the environment, I wanted to ask her some really pointed questions and she was absolutely open to this last week, which I really appreciated. And I kind of already had the answer knowing, again, having had interactions with her and knowing the little that I did, but then just through that conversation and the pointed questions, Jill, I did feel like without a doubt I could answer her specific dilemma. And then I think maybe give her some insight on where this issue is coming from. Yeah, I mean, knowing, one, you're in a doctoral program. Mm -hmm. So you're with the best of the best of the best. Absolutely. And they think they're the best of the best of the best. Right. So you're dealing with a lot of brain knowledge and trying to get those different personalities Mm-hmm. in sync and understanding and there's competition big competition it, yeah you get to the top yep and there's only so many spots available that's right and knowing that there's an opportunity to be a professor knowing there's an opportunity to stay in research where they are at at this university there absolutely is a high level of competition And you would think in the academic world that that environment is just rich with nourishing and supportive and, you know, the environment is fostering this level of teaching and learning. That doesn't mean that there won't be competition. I mean, it's a doctoral program, so of course competition is going to come into play. So I think that there's that. I think also we want to think everywhere we go and maybe even in a school environment that there's a sense of collaboration but I think generations today really don't find a whole lot of value in collaborating when there's a lot at stake in your doctoral program if you are going to be graded and rated on the success of the group when you know your effort or you feel your effort might be a little bit stronger than the person next to you you don't want to be rated as a group you want your own effort to shine through and so collaboration you would much rather not have that doesn't that's again in education typically we think oh these nice collaborative environments but again, when the stakes are high, collaboration isn't the environment that some people want to find themselves in. So I think that that contributes to this situation as well. Definitely. And a lot of, when you look at the rise of your success, a lot of it has been, I've done the work. Mm-hmm. 
I'm the one that has put the hours in. And you don't want to shirk any of your accomplishments because you are in that competitive environment. But I was just thinking about this. When you're at the top of the top, you're like there for one millisecond. Because there is someone hot on your heels, mm -hmm. and you don't even know where they're coming from, how old they are, and what's happening. Right. So, you know, part of it is, you know, that the intimidation. That is not, you know, on anyone else to handle someone else feeling intimidated. That is for that other person that's feeling that way to manage their own thoughts and feelings themselves. That's right, because our dedicated listener is not exhibiting any signs of intimidation. She is not forceful. She is not aggressive. She is definitely one who takes initiative. She is graceful. She is kind. And really wants to see everyone in this program succeed and is being helpful in ensuring to some degree that that's happening. So because those that are around her are feeling intimidated, I'm with you, Jill. Not her problem. No, not her problem at all. And the things that you just referenced about our dedicated listener is what the professors are noticing. That's right. So they're going to say, whoa, let me get a hold of this person. Mm -hmm. You know, they have what I want to devote my time into fostering. So when you're in a competitive situation, you have to realize, yeah, eyes are on you. Mm -hmm. And if you're just your, your true nature, your true self, and you come out with that, that kindness and that grace and that, hey, I'm, I'm giving it my all because I love this subject matter. Mm -hmm. It's going to come across as, as being genuine, authentic, and someone's going to say, I've got a good person to work with and to elevate. That's right. And I think about if I found myself in that environment and I was feeling intimidated by my fellow doctoral students or I wasn't getting noticed the way that I thought a professor should or the way that maybe someone sitting next to me was getting noticed, I would utilize those examples and I would go to the professors and I would say, hey, what else do I need to do? And so I would turn that sense of competition around and not use it as the intimidation, but really as the strength and say, okay, I'm going to funnel this into something that can be useful to me. And I'm going to use these as the examples and say, they're getting noticed. What are they doing? Can I be more like that instead of feeling inferior to it and calling it intimidation instead of feeling that they're doing something against me and calling it intimidation instead of, you know, like, cause, because I also am a firm believer, Jill, that it's none of my business what people think of me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's also 
not up to me to share my opinion with other people because people don't care. Unless you're asked. Unless you're asked. <laughs> yes. And that's just it. And in this situation, our dedicated listener has not asked for the opinion of her fellow students. She has not treated them in a manner that has been condescending or has been rude. She has not been a saboteur to their work. She has been a great support system. And that is what is being recognized. And so I'm going to call it. It's the environment and it's the people around her that are intimidated of her. It is not her being intimidated, being intimidating, pardon me. Yes, that's right. And I will add on to that dedicated listener. Do not let anyone throw water on your flame. That's it. You've been recognized. And that's a good thing Mm because you're working hard and you have what it takes. And I'm with you, Casey. If I want to rise to that next level, I'm going to look around and I'm going to say, okay, what, what are they doing and where can I enhance my skills and reach out and say, okay, coach, what can I do That's right. to get to the next level? What do I need to do? That's right. I'm not going to try to make someone come down Mm-mm. to a feeling that comforts me because I'm feeling intimidated. That's that's a no-go. I agree. And I also say to our dedicated listener, continue to do your work and the best that you give it, all the best that you've got, because that is being recognized. It is being rewarded. And work your program. Try as hard as you might, which may be very difficult, but just try to keep in mind. It's just not any of your business. It, it really shouldn't even take any of your time or your energy to be concerned with what others are thinking of you when you aren't asking for it, when you aren't needing it to support you in where you're going. If it is simply a matter of them wanting to share it with you and it's just going to bring you negative energy, don't give it any additional thought. Just don't. Yeah. Move move on. You've gotta you've gotta go and and fly. That's right. With that, here's your weekly dose of hope. Bye bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.